everyone. Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm Ross Chevalier. I hope that you're all well and making time to play. In this episode, I want to explore some of the mythology around the Klon Centaur and then speak briefly to a few Klon clones that have tried and bought that get you the Klon sound without having to sell one of your organs. Now, I should apologize to George Lucas for the title of calling this the Clone Wars, but I'm not the first and I probably won't be the last. Let's start with a little bit of history. The Klon Centaur was designed by an electrical engineer and guitarist named Bill Finnegan. He introduced it in the late 1990s and it quickly gained an excellent reputation because of its unique and very transparent overdrive tones. Mr. Finnegan's goal was to create an overdrive pedal that preserved the natural tone and dynamics of a guitar while adding a little bit of warmth and a little bit of grit. Not a distortion pedal, a proper overdrive. He accomplished this by using carefully selected components and a unique circuit design that differed from many other overdrive pedals on the market at the time of creation. The Klon Centaur's distinct sound comes from its use of a diode clipping stage and a buffered output. This allows the Centaur to provide a harmonically rich overdrive without putting a lot of color onto the original tone. It's this transparency that has made the Centaur a favorite among guitarists who wanted to enhance the natural amplifier sound rather than drastically alter it. Due to limited availability, original centers weren't widely found when they were built, and then when well-known guitarists adopted the pedal, scarcity drove the pricing on used products up into the stratosphere. Mr. Finnegan stopped building the original Klon back in 2009. In 2018, he introduced a successor called the Klon KTR. It delivers the tone of the original. In fact, it's the same circuitry, but in a smaller package. And I like the package because it's got a well-deserved shot at the lunatics who drive prices into the nutso zone etched into the cover that reads, Kindly remember... The ridiculous hype that offends so many is not of my making. It's a clear indicator that Mr. Finnegan is not the creator of the Klon insanity. He's simply the creator of the Klon. As of this recording, new KTRs are not being built. Consequently, the illusion of magical components created by others that is, the illusion created by others, has driven the price of used units well past insanity. For a fun joke, Josh Scott of JHS Pedals listed an original Klon for half a million dollars. That's funny. You can find Klons on Reverb today asking around $10,000 Canadian for a Klon Centaur and around $1,200 Canadian for a KTR. So, you can buy one. My question, however, is why? Any pedal is a combination of parts and creative design. I like the sound of the original Klon, 
I remember playing one myself, but you can't trust auditory memory. It's not really a thing, and I honestly can't remember it. I've heard many since then in demos and recordings, and yeah, I still like it. I don't like it 1200 bucks worth, and definitely not ten grand worth. Fortunately, none of us have to spend that kind of nutso money on a collection of components based around a diode clipping stage and a buffer. So, let's be reasonable and take a look at some options that I've personally bought and kept that do a stellar job. By the way, there are tons of other alternatives, but I only talk about that which I have used personally. To the person wanting Clontone without bankruptcy, you need to look no farther than Brian Wampler's Tumnus Deluxe or Tumnus Mini. They do what clons do, and in multiple blind tests, players couldn't tell with any kind of statistical reliability which was which. I personally own a Tumnus Deluxe, and it does exactly what it's supposed to do. By the way, Tumnus is just another word for Centaur. My Tumnus Deluxe is on a board that runs into a Victory Combo Amp that's basically a Duchess in a 1x12 cabinet. I like it because it adds some warmth and girth that you sometimes find missing in 1x12s. A few years ago, the Sierra Tone Company released their version called the Centura. It looks just like a gold-faced Klon, even down to the oxblood knobs. It doesn't have the horsey on the front, but there you go. It behaves like a Klon as well, delivering a clean boost until you move the drive past 1 o'clock and start to get that nice warm mid-hump that the Klon design delivers. I tend to run mine starting at about 2 o'clock, and it's just wonderful. The Centura is a bit more pricey than a Tumnus, and takes more physical real estate on your pedal board, but for those who need and want that, it looks like and sounds like a Klon. It remains a staple on my board that serves a Blackstar Club 40 Mark II that is a custom build. Looking like the Centura is a much more recent product from Warm Audio. Warm Audio has made a respected name for themselves building microphones that respond and record like vintage and now very expensive microphones. The Warm Audio U47 is amazing and substantially less expensive than an original Neumann U47. But recently, the company has turned their attention to pedals and released the Centavo. Like the Sierra Tone product, it looks and sounds like a gold-faced Klon. And just like the Klon, you need to move the drive knob past 1 o'clock to start to hear and feel that grit and warmth. I think it's a really nice pedal, and it's permanently attached to one of my recording boards that runs direct into an Eleni LA Studio tube amp that then goes direct into the recording interface. The J-Rocket Audio Company makes a couple of Klon-like pedals, but their Archer is the closest to a Klon. Now, it looks like an original Silverface Klon. And that's because the Archer has a silver face. According to Bill Finnegan himself, 
There's no difference internally between a gold face and a silver face clon. However, there are those who think there is a difference, unencumbered by facts, and to accommodate those who prefer the gold face, J Rocket Audio have other pedals available with a gold face. Unlike Warm Audio and Sierra Tone, the J Rocket pedals are a standard size pedal enclosure. The same as Wampler's Tumnus Deluxe, meaning they take up less pedal board real estate and yet are still easy to read and easy to use. My most recent purchase is one that I've not yet spent enough time with, but I promise a full review is forthcoming. It's called the Halcyon Gold Overdrive and comes from Origin Effects. Regular readers and listeners will know that I have great respect for this company and have enjoyed many of their products for a long, long time. In fact, their Halcyon Green Overdrive is the only tube streamer type pedal that I can tolerate at all. The Halcyon Gold Overdrive delivers the sound of an original Klon, but also offers options that can add to it. The original Klon mixed dry and wet signals, but you couldn't control the amount of the mix. The Halcyon Gold offers a control to allow you to do just that. In addition, the Halcyon Gold Overdrive has two adapt options in addition to the pure Klon sound. This is the same thing that they did on the Halcyon Green, basically their tube screamer. The adapt options provide for a smoother cleanup when you roll off the guitar volume control, while at the same time allowing for higher levels of drive settings. You can also choose between the standard Klon voice, marked KLN, or a mod voice that has a smoother and wider mid-hump. In terms of amps so far, I've only run it into my Tone King Gremlin. The Gremlin's an amazing little amp. It's incredibly loud for 5 watts, but it's not known to be a great pedal platform. So for my next set of tests, I'm going to be switching it up to run into a Fender 59 Bassman, because I know that's a great pedal platform. What I am hearing so far out of the Halcyon Gold Overdrive is on the money. But I want to try it with some additional amps, particularly amps that are not quite so twitchy when it comes to dialing them in with pedals. As I said before, there's a lot more Klon-style pedals available in the market. I've talked about the ones that I've tried and owned or have owned. If you like the sound of the Centaur, which is most easily described as a mid-hump or clean boost, you have options. I'm comfortable recommending any of the units mentioned in this episode, and as expected, I don't have opinions about gear that I have not personally played. Thank you as always for listening. Feel free to post a comment or email in a question. For the podcast at thatguitarlover.com, I'm Ross Chevalier, and I bid you peace. <laughs>